Um, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Hawks Nest. It's your host, Riley Feenan, coming at you with my co-host, as usual, Matty Well. Welcome back to the show. What's up? Today, we got a special guest. Terrell Jana joins us from the University of Virginia. 2021 NFL draft prospect is um, Canadian. Canadian guy, welcome to the show, Terrell. Thank you, man. Excited to be here. Yeah. Well, we're excited to have you. So, Pro Day was last week. Yeah. And that was, like, basically all you guys – that's all you, like, prepared for, basically, from the end yeah. of the season all the way until yeah. now. So, like, a week. Maybe two – I was at home for two – like, home for two weeks because the first week was all quarantine. So I couldn't see anybody. But the second week, I started seeing family and everything. Um, and that's when – after the second week, so I was home for two weeks. I came back out here. And then started training for pro day. Um, Are you in BC right now? No, no, not now. I'm back. I'm still in Virginia. I, I was at in Bank, well, in Surrey for those two weeks, and I came back out here to. Uh, oh, to get, back out to be okay. Yeah. Sweet. So, what's been the most exciting part of this whole kind of process? Most exciting part, yeah. I mean, I think just 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 the opportunity to like get in front of these teams to to compete, you know, perform in front of like the NFL teams and. You know, I think just gradually it's always been, even when I was in high school, like the idea of playing college football was like, I guess like a right. pipe dream. And then, then it happened. And then like the next level still seemed like a pipe dream. But now it's like, I realize I can actually get there. So I your think 2019 season spoke to it, right? Like you're, yeah. you were, I didn't realize how your name, how your name kind of blew up in that 2019 season. And then that it kind of sucks that COVID kind of took yeah. that 2020 season from you. But I like that you're uh, – I love that you kind of sold out and you're like, you know what, I'm betting on myself. Like I, I, I know if I had a full season, I would have had, you know, over, you know, 80, 80 catches, 80, 90 catches, whatever you would have had because your stats were your, – your stats are up there. Like you, you know it as well as – but this wide receiver class is absolutely loaded. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and and it's from top to bottom. And there's a ton of Canadians and stuff like that. So what makes you what do you think separates you from the rest of the group? Yeah, I think I mean, I, I don't know everybody, you know, every single wide receiver. But I think the thing that makes me special as a player is, you know, I think my, my football IQ and how I approach the game. And, you know, I've had I'm lucky enough to have some pretty good role models uh, while I was at UVA and just to teach me how to approach the game when it even comes like off the field stuff. Um, like how you prepare in the film room, um, taking extra reps, you know, in, in, in the way we take care of your body to, you know, getting into the ice tub and, and stretching and everything like that. So I, I just, I feel like I've been training as a professional now for the past couple of years. Um, yep. I've been, I have journals. I've been going to sleep on certain times, get at certain times. Like I've been living this lifestyle for a while now. And then uh, just recently now, because without having like be on the team now, having this extra time to focus on, my health and my performance is just going to the next level. Um, so I think moving forward, like not being in school is going to just allow me to have more time where I can kind of put it into myself, which I'm looking forward to. I think, you know, just who I am as a leader, I think, and who I, what I'm willing to do for a team as a whole um, is kind of something that separates me from the other guys. And you speak to your football IQ. Do you think that um, that's you playing uh, multiple positions and playing multiple multiple sports and multiple positions growing up um, throughout high school you played and this is how our connection kind of goes back is uh, my little brother was uh, your backup quarterback your senior year correct yeah so <laughs> or or whatever year it was um, back back in the day but like you know playing the quarterback position you kind of 
um, feed into the, you kind of learn things like the zones and um, all those kind of things. Do you think um, playing that position and playing those positions growing up, multiple sports and stuff like that helped you um, be successful in the position of wide receiver? Definitely. I, yeah. I mean, just, just, I remember when I was started playing quarterback, the idea of like having like first read, second read, third read, and then kind of just navigating the whole, I think, just offense as a scheme and, and noticing those different type of like, what the defense is doing, what the linebacker wants to do, what the safety wants to do, like kind of what their role is in the defense as a whole. Um, so when I started playing wide receiver, I mean, I mean, I did it when I moved out to the States, but uh, it's just, it was kind of second nature to me because I understood the defense as a whole, which makes your life easier as a wide receiver when you don't just kind of focus on one dude. Um, when you, you see everything is happening and you understand what the quarterback's thinking, you understand what the tight end's trying to do, um, how the routes like, complement each other. Uh, that's something I think that I just I've embraced, and I, I think for me it takes my game to the next. Cause I'm not you know a six five dude. I'm not a four three dude. So I just have to find something where I can take my game to the next level. And, and honestly, I, I don't know if you're okay. So I watched your. I kind of watched you back, and I watched a lot of Seahawks and stuff like that. So obviously the comparison is going to come out, and it's somebody that I saw like it, it's weird because I like watched you grow up, and you know kind of had that relationship comparing you to somebody like Doug Baldwin. Um, like somebody guy. who's a, is, who's a great route runner. I love who that. Pride, who, who took pride in, in, you know, running crisp routes and he was an underrated guy. He wasn't a four, he didn't run a four five, four six or anything like that. He was, he was a guy that was, you know, under the radar and went under undrafted and, you know, made a name for himself. Definitely. He's, he's someone who's filmed a watch a lot the past couple of years. Because the size, also exactly what you said, like his story and, and how he got to the NFL and how he's performing. Yeah. Um, he's someone I've watched a lot. Jarvis Landry, someone I've watched a lot. Um, people who just use what they have and use. That'd be defense. another good comparison, yeah, for I, sure. I, I've, I've been tapped in those guys. My first year, I was watching. I was just like, you know, a young guy. I was just watching you know, Julio Jones and all those guys. And it's, yeah. probably, that's not the game I'm going to play. So I need to watch guys. Mm -hmm. So we're going to jump right into your, I guess, you know, the interrogation that this is. Um, it's the boys. We're hanging out. You know, we're kind of shooting the, you know, shooting the shit a little bit. But what's the weirdest question you've been asked so far by these, uh, by some of the teams in CFL or the NFL? Whoever's asked, you don't have to name the team. But what's the weirdest question you've been asked? Yeah, man. Um, the weirdest question. I think. One of the things I, I struggle with, I noticed, is that, like, when they ask you, like, who – a lot of teams will ask you who's, like, the toughest player on your team or who's the best player on your team, and they don't specify whether, like, you can include yourself. Right. That weird oh, mind. so they kind of play mind games on you? The same me or, you know what I'm saying, or the like, too arrogant to say, oh, I'm the I'm the best, smartest, all this stuff. Team I to navigate, yeah, I, you know. Damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of situation. Look, catch yeah. Yeah, they didn't get it. So, so we've started. So you started from the end of the football season. So we did dealt with COVID. Um, you didn't want to go back for one more year. You're graduating in May, as far as you just let me know, May, May, which is awesome to hear. Um, Thank you. And now we're preparing for the draft. You just had your pro day. Um, what's next? So, like, can you take us through kind of what you had to go through from the end of the season till now, a school yeah. aside? Yeah, so after the season, the season, I mean, normally a season's pretty hectic, but of course with 2020, this this past year was crazy. There's no students here. It was the fans, the stands were empty. Um, we were like really in a bubble the whole year. So when we got home to our family, 
my family didn't come to any games this year, so I was stayed at home for two weeks, was just chilling with them, um, seeing the family. Of course, I went home to Canada, so I, of course, I had to quarantine for a little bit. Um, but after that, when I, I came back out here to the States, um, to Virginia, and then just started training, just trained for, was it, eight, nine weeks just for pro day. And that was last week, so that's over. And now I took a couple of days off, and I'm back training again. Just that's it. <laughs> back to training, waiting until the draft and, and all that, which is, I think, late April, later this month. I got to graduate, so, so I'm still in two classes. Well, three classes I got I got to finish. Well, you, you know, well, you're finishing those classes. To get, yeah. to get those done, and then end of the month, party time, okay, exactly. draft day. Um, are you excited for the draft, the NFL draft? Are you going to watch the whole all three-day speculation that it is, like, you know, the whole – like how many buddies do you have in the draft? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of a bunch of Caden guys this year. So, you know, hopefully see where they end up and mm-hmm. root for those guys. And, you know, of course, guys on my team, I want to see them end up places where they, they, they get drafted and go up as high as they can go. Um, but I don't I don't even thought about that whether I'm gonna watch the whole thing or what I'm gonna do. I am, I don't know what days they are, um, but I don't April know. 29th, 30th, and 31st. Yeah. Day one is the day one's the first mm-hmm. round, and it's a yeah. huge spectacle. It's in Cleveland this year. I don't understand why it's in Cleveland. LeBron left. They had to bring some. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring the Joe Kim Noah line back up. Like, like, do you want to go to Cleveland? Do you want to go to Cleveland? Hmm? Like, so I saw I saw Terrell, I saw on your draft day you had a couple guys come back that had already graduated. And uh, kind of train or uh, show out a little bit for coaches and scouts as well. Is that something typical, or was that just really a COVID thing, or what was yeah. going on? For what I know, that's that's pretty much COVID. Um, yeah. Not even. I mean, that's definitely guys like who graduated last didn't have a pro day. Um, right. So of course, like some guys like Joe Reed and Perk, um, they ended up on teams, so they didn't also didn't come back. But you know, Haas didn't get a pro day. Dejan, he was at the Argos. Got well, the Argos drafted him. Um, mm-hmm. pro days when he came back, but we also had um Chris Peace who graduated, I think, two or three years ago, as well as yeah. uh, a safety comeback. And those guys, they didn't like this whole past summer, there was no like tryouts, teams weren't you know flying guys out, yeah. there was no local combine. So, the opportunity it was a really weird season, exactly. Opportunity in so general, this was, just, this was just an opportunity for them to have an opportunity, so they just gave it right, like, to kind of get in front been, of they haven't really been given it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. They didn't do any like the, the five to five or fours or anything. They just did, did the position work. So, yeah. yeah that's oh, what guys and at the end of the day, that's what it's about, right? Like, yeah. I'm, I don't know about you, but I didn't really thought, I don't think the 40 is a, a massive tool for evaluation. When do you ever find yourself running 40 yards in a straight line from in, in, from that position? Like, yeah. never. Almost uh, never, right? No. So, at least you got to put some shake and some move in there, um, right? Definitely, definitely. So we were talking. We were talking to uh, Riley's buddy Derek last week, and uh, he's a coach down for the co- down there in Florida for the Coast Guard, I believe, right? Yeah, U.S. Coast Guard. He's US offensive Coast line Guard. coach and tight end coach down there. Yeah. So uh, he was kind of talking about some of the more interesting tests guys go through. He mentioned one specifically about uh, trying to find out guys' dominant eye just to see if they play on one side of the field or the other. Have you had, like, any kind of weird things like that, like tests you've been put through you wouldn't have expected? Um, no no tests I've been put through. We, we had to, I had to do the, the Wonderlick uh, last Wednesday at Pro Day. That How was, was a, that? 
it was it was um it was kind of like the sat like just kind of some weird questions oh yeah, um, yeah. and you had like 12 minutes it was like 50 questions to go through uh i don't know if i did well or not i, I think i did i <laughs> yeah we're <laughs> back hey you're gonna graduate with a degree and that's what matters right yeah <laughs> for sure so there you go I I did well but i i don't know who to go to for that so it's out there somewhere yeah so no other weird test just other than the wonderlick one which was like a quick version of the sat yeah um other weird tests not really man no, they're not just, making you do that like, video game thing where they're like yeah. pressing all yeah, the like buttons tab, and, you know what i mean like was it derwin james that was just doing that like he's wild. Yeah, but i mean i think this year was especially with COVID, like we just it was the bare bones like how you know yeah it was limited contact with people and it was pretty much just, just you no know, they're on the sidelines normally i think it'd be a little more integrated um but then again i don't know it might be might have been the same thing a couple years ago but from for us it was pretty pretty run of the mill when it came to it for sure okay so what's your favorite moment from your time in the states because I'll, I'll add woodbury prep in there too because you guys did have some some big moments there too so between your two schools down in the States, yeah, your, your favorite moment? My favorite moment, man. Um, I will say one that, like, I remember the most as being, like, my welcome to, like, kind of college football moment was the first time running through the tunnel um, with one of our games. And I never – that's my first time running through, like, a smoke machine or anything. So, I, I didn't know what it was like when I came through. But it's, like, it's opaque. Like, you can't see anything in front of you when you're running through it. Yeah. Um, and when I finally kind of came through it, just seeing the band playing and the stands were full and just running kind of through um, the band and, and the cheer team and everything. It was like just a quintessential like college. It moment. was like, I made it. Okay. Yeah. So this yeah. is like, the, this is okay. This that is what was, it was all about. In every movie and you know, every like, yeah, you, know, so. you can relate now. Like, you know, what's up. And that was first. I didn't play at all, but I remember that so For much. Sure. A great yeah. And then, That's, that'd be a wicked experience. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, just, I think, my first touchdown my second year or um the orange bowl is pretty wild um, that touchdown that you i was gonna say that touchdown you caught um this past year and like barely like barely keeping your feet in matt i don't know if you can find that for uh for but I, I that catch um was really a, a cool moment but you know what i saw was actually your the top five your one of five receivers in 2019 in the fbs with over I think it was over 100 targets and a 70% catch rating, but all of your targets were over uh, – I think there was a certain percentage of them that were over 10 yards. So the ball – like you actually have to – people don't understand. Like that stat right there, if you think about it, 100 targets on the year, 70 catches, you know, 70% of your catches, that's, that's, a, that's a very tall task, and all your routes are being run deep. So you need to create separation. So people asking, you know, questions about your 40 time and all this, what would you say to those guys? Yeah, I mean, at the, again, at the end of the day, I'm a football player. That's what I do, you know, saying it. If I ran track, you know, saying that's probably what would be a little more important. But I think just, just playing football again, just uh, it's, it's more to it when it comes to to to, finding, to beating man press, to, to beating zones, sure. to defenses and all that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a pretty cool stat. So in the I think I just kind of pays – is 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 reflection of the culture we had in the wide room and that they still have here. It's just 
they, we take pride in our hands and pride catching the ball. And that's, something that, and that's, and that's the other thing was UVA was yeah. actually ranked top, I think, believe three in the nation when I read that statistic. So I'm, I'm here to gas you up. I'm, I mean, the rest of us, like if any, if anybody ever listens to this or, or if anybody sees this, like, that's what we want. We want them to, you know, I consider you a friend of the show. Now there's somebody that we want to root for. Like I'm going to watch the draft specifically to see if, you know, if and when you get drafted, we're rooting for you to get drafted. You know, not just it was just like when Chase went through the draft experience last year. Um, Liam was talking to me about him and and telling me all about this and that and the other thing. So it, it's another guy that we can root for from BC. That's a one of our own and another mm-hmm. a, a guy that I think is super underrated. Like I honestly think that you can make noise in a camp and and. On, if given the right opportunity, I think if you if if you given the right opportunity in the playbook and everything, everything just kind of knocks with it. I think you can make big impact um, from day one, like when you walk into a locker room. And I think it's all awesome. right, here. We go. So you're at the you're up at the top, right? Yeah. So this is the Orange Bowl game. Yeah. yeah. Just a bomb. That's cool. a great ball. That's a great ball. That was a good ball, but it was a good catch. Like, that's awesome. That's a great yeah. catch. Great, uh, yeah, great moment was- for you to get that. And then, and, and that was on, I think that was on TSN. That was a big, uh, big thing. So, you, you, um, definitely made some noise, um, coming in. Have you talked to, um, I brought up Chase earlier. So, have you talked to Chase at all about what his preparations were like? I get that he had the combine and everything, but yeah, um, has he talked to you about anything? Are you guys, you know, linked up at all? Yeah, we we haven't talked in a while, man. I think just when he, when he went pro and everything kind of blew up, man. I kind of because me and him used to be tight back in the day. We we used to play on uh, uh, Team BC for like the basketball team for under like yep. seventeen years old. Um, and he kind of lived far away, so he would stay with us for the whole summer and we'd go to practice. And that's how he wasn't playing football. And that's when we introduced him to, like, our kind of football coach and mm-hmm. took off from there. Um, but, yeah, no, he and I haven't talked that much. I think I've kind of just been just chatting with the guys in my school right now going through the same process, like uh, for sure. Zane and Charles, guys from UVA. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you, yeah. Talked to, have you talked to a guy like Joe Reed with the Chargers? Joe, man, yeah. I, he was here last week. We played some golf, actually. That's, that's that's my guy. I'm talking to yeah, Joe Alamade too, who's with the Falcons right now. Um, uh, Darius Jennings, with, I think with the Chargers still right now as well. Uh, just all guys who I'm lucky enough to to play with, to to, to look up to, and um, just see their development. I'm so happy for them how to see the success they had in the league. You know, hopefully, yeah. that. the Joe Chargers Reed would be Joe. a sweet team to go to. Yeah, the Chargers. Yeah, that would be that'd be awesome. That'd be so a that's fun. A, so fun fun game that we're gonna play. So. Can you actually tell us some of the teams that you've actually talked to at this point? Yeah, a couple. Um, yeah, just I think right now it's, it's still – I think Portis is still going on. It might still be going on. I don't know if it finished completely now. Um, Almost. Yeah, I talked to some teams. I've done some questionnaires for a couple of teams. I know uh, last week spoke the Rams. Um, and, of course, just some CFL teams. Uh, I've also – I got some, like, Zoom calls planned for this week as well. But um, – yeah, we'll, we'll kind of keep that little wrapped up for now. We'll keep, I'll <laughs> keep that wrapped sure. up. Okay, we'll keep it, keep it close, Chester. I'm, I like it. Is there, a, um, is there a team you're like really hoping for? Like if you, like if you had to pick, you know, like if you had to pick it, like even the top three. Oh. Is there somewhere you're really like vibing with, like somewhere you'd love to go play? Man, it. I, I don't think <laughs> when it, if it's the NFL, I don't think it matters, man. Wherever, no, for sure, every team needs you. Whatever the best opportunity is, and 
Um, you know, obviously being closer to home would be nice. I've been out this East Coast for a while now. I went closer. How so much closer even, can you get in Seattle? <laughs> I think it's the closest. But even like like scheme fit wise and utilization and the type of player you think you are. Riley compared you to Doug Baldwin in a little bit earlier, and I I like through the comparison what I've seen. It's kind of like a physical play. Like you said you need other ways to beat man press and all that stuff. And you're definitely a physical receiver. Do you see a team? with their quarterback and the style of play that they have that you think you just mesh with though? Um, you know what? I, I think the the best kind of part of my game again is, is being able to adapt. I think our one thing here at UVA is our, our offense is pretty complicated. Um, mm -hmm. we, didn't have, we didn't have a playbook. So you had to learn concepts and every single week we had new, kind of new plays. And um, so cool. I think, wait, 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 you didn't have a playbook. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. It was, that's, that's, it's the good. It's a blessing and a curse because if if you don't pick up plays fast and you can't grasp things pretty fast, it's hard because you can't go home and just kind of study a book. But um, like we have to create them ourselves pretty much. I like just draw plays up. And, yeah, and we have tons of shifts, tons of motions, and and different NFL teams must love that. Like just knowing that you have that football yeah. IQ. Like the whole playbooks in here, so like we can go yeah. to a, we can go to a game and change the whole the whole playbook. Just do whatever. It's schoolyard yeah. bullshit all the time. It's great. Yeah. So, I could fit in any scheme. That's kind of you for know, sure. That's I'm cool, done. man. Yeah, that's it. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's wild. I've never heard. I've never heard of no playbook, but no, that's that's that's, 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 that's a great thing. And then all, with all the short motions and stuff like that, with all the audibles and everything that goes into it, like I already know how it is to take in. Yeah, yeah. So are you are, like you're obviously excited, but we're we're getting you're you're kind of settled now, and it's getting to the end of you know the draft time, right? Yeah. Um, have you had a chance to reflect on kind of everything that's gone on in, in your football career from start to finish and kind of like have a moment to kind of say like, Holy crap, look how far I've actually made it. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely feel like th there was times like those reflective times happened. Um, after last year, after the bowl game was definitely, uh, sorry, after the Florida game, uh, two years ago now was definitely a time of reflection. Just kind of like, Thinking like, because that was a big year for me, kind of come yeah. out of there. And then this past year, being at home, you know, although the, the year didn't go that well, it was, it was a very tough year. And like, I think we were one of the few teams that never really had an outbreak on the team. Um, comes to COVID, we had. That's awesome. I think we had a couple coaches get it, but we didn't have more than like two players, or maybe three players the whole year. Um, and a bunch of teams were missing games, and that never happened. You guys before. weren't just black. You guys weren't just playing you know, teams and, uh, you yeah. know, the conference and school. And you guys were also battling the, like, you know, the global pandemic that we're actually in, yeah. which is a whole other, um, but you actually stepped out and, and brought up, you know, you took your, I believe you took your name off of your back of your Jersey this year. Um, and you can speak a little bit more to that. Yeah. So um, Virginia, the, the history of Virginia, I mean, 2020, let's start with that, just like it was a pretty crazy year when it came to after the kind of COVID hit that spring, um, just seeing, I think, after the, the, the tragic death of George Floyd, Brown and Taylor, um, there was kind of a shift in public um, opinion and uh, just the viewpoint of, of how our society should look and, and definitely kind of retracking our history as, as a country. Um, I guess I'm saying our, like, American now, but uh, <laughs> um, while is it? Yeah, you, you know what it is. It's, yeah, it's, you're, it's you're everybody. It, you are a part of, of of that was your home for. I still call Pittsburgh. You know, like when I was in Pittsburgh. So definitely, no. yeah. 
but Virginia, my, my college is, is deeply rooted in, in the history of slavery. Um, mm -hmm. Not only was just like that it happened here, but the cultivation of a lot of people who helped perpetuate that in America as a whole, a lot of the leaders that uh, came to this school and went here um, mm -hmm. and it was built uh, by enslaved people. So um, yeah. this past summer, they had a memorial that was put up and the memorial had the names of a lot of people who were documented just through kind of secondhand documentation. So a lot of them just had the first names um, or even it was just like, like, like groundskeeper or cook or chef. It wasn't even a name. Um, so for me, seeing that kind of just thought like these people, their last name either like they weren't important enough to be documented or they didn't have a last name. And they think that, you know, the last name cares a lot, as you all know, like mm -hmm. it's family, it's your tradition, it's your story. And for that mm -hmm. to be stripped away from you, it means a lot. So I want to represent those people who kind of went unforgotten at UVA. Um, I think of my name from my jersey. And, you know, I hope to the people of Charlottesville, I spoke with some of them that it was a pretty uh, important gesture. I'm just glad to kind Dude. of put them on my back. So it was a cool experience. Uh, tip, when I read that, yeah. I tipped my cap to you because that was, you know, huge respect to, uh, to, you know, to learn the history about that kind of stuff. And not being somebody who's from that country and, and speaking to it and, um, you know, really advocating for that. So that's awesome on you. And uh, we really mm -hmm. we really appreciate having you on, um, Terrell. And we're really excited to watch uh, your, you know, your, your future and where you go in the draft. We're really rooting for you. Um, mm -hmm. we're really, you're going to keep us up to date with what's going on, but you're like officially a friend of the show. Yeah. So like you're kind of like my inside source now. So. 100%. We're excited to know and we're excited to follow where you go in this process. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking sure, time man. out of your day and make sure, you you that. make sure you go finish that and get that degree. Yes, sir. Two more <laughs> classes, right? Two more classes, two, three more classes. Two and a half. What did it pass to us? Two and a half. <laughs> all right. Well, I appreciate you joining us, Terrell. Um, man, and good luck me. with everything that's left. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. That's going to do it for us at Hawks Nest today. Hit the subscribe button below. Hit us up on Twitter at HawksNest604. And as always, go Hawks. Let's go to eat a goddamn snack.